with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. I want to wish Art in the host chair as usual on a Tuesday. Steve on the board as usual on a Tuesday. And last said about the weather, the better at this point. Now, I am chatting this morning with Jamie Cunningham. And this is an event where, gee, I, I don't know why, but I haven't talked to anybody from this event for the last couple of years. What happened to the Kiwanis Ale Fest, Jamie? <laughs> Well, the pandemic affected oh, us. Okay. Yeah, we, we yeah. weren't able to host because we couldn't have that many people in a building. Okay. Yeah, but I do think that we talked to you when we brought out the Qantas Ale Fest uh, box of beer. Mm, I think yeah. you did, yes. Yeah. That was what, last year, about the same I think it was time? two years two ago. Two years ago. Yeah. 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 Sort of in place of Ale Fest. Here's a bunch of the beers you could have had. Yeah, and you got to take it home and have your own little beer tasting party with, well, I guess not your friends, but maybe your friends on the phone, and you could all talk about the, f- the yeah. beers you enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, or you could just sit quietly and drink it yourself. Totally. <laughs> yes. So now, it's back, though. Yeah. What are the dates? Uh, January 27th and 28th. Okay. It's always the last weekend of January. Okay. Yeah. Now, how many years is this for the Yale Fest? This will be the seventh year. Yeah. Well, okay. And... It obviously is very successful, or else it still wouldn't be going. Correct. Yeah, we're we're very fortunate that's as, as successful as it is. Every mm-hmm. year it sells out in record-breaking time. Um, so I, I just want to quickly break in, and that's the bad news at this point, people. The tickets, tickets are went on out. sale Saturday, and by Saturday, five minutes after they went on sale, they were sold out, basically? It was a little bit longer this oh, year. Okay. I mean, I think it took about half an hour for the tickets to sell out just due to some technical issues. <laughs> okay. But yes, it, it did sell out quickly. Wow. Is that normal? Like, do they usually sell out that fast? It does. It does. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a hot ticket item Oof. for sure. Hot ticket for cold beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is one thing I was wondering about, is we keep saying beer and it's the ale fest. Yeah. What's the difference between ale and beer? Forgive me for not knowing. Well, I'm not a brewer, so okay. any brewer out there listening, please excuse me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but ale is a type of beer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the Ale Fest is specific types of beer. Yes. Yeah. Yes, correct. Okay. And now, where where do the beers come from, and how many have you got this year? So this year, we have 15 tables, or 16 tables. We wow. have 14 different breweries come in all the way from up west, such as like uh, Wheelhouse, all the way... Um, let's see, east, we got three ranges. Down to the south, we've got Cask and Cleaver and Fox Bruin. So lots of options. We also have two new tables this year as well. We have a local cidery called Slaughter House Craft, and we have the local winery coming this year as well. Wow. So it's not all ale. It's normally all ale, but this year we're trying something a little bit different mm-hmm. by adding these two tables, just in case the partner that you bring with you doesn't necessarily like to drink beer. Yeah. And from what I understand, most cider is gluten-free, so we'd add that option as well. And I guess the other thing is, because both of the new ones are local, you are providing local correct facilities, if you will, even if they're not doing ale. That's a chance right. to participate. Yeah. So the event itself is held downtown every year. Mm-hmm. And then even the Qantas Ale Fest cast weekend, which is like a pub crawl, is held downtown as well. So we're really, really trying to support downtown and we're trying to support Prince George. So we thought, you know what? Let's try it this year. Let's bring both these companies mm-hmm. on and, and give them a chance. So now 
not that people can get tickets for the Yale Fest now, but where is it going to be? It's at the three, or not the three, sorry, the uh, Two Rivers Art Gallery. Two Rivers Art Gallery. Yeah. Yeah. The number makes me up there. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and that and it's on both days. So are the two days virtually identical, or is it different ales each day? They're different. Well, they're pretty similar, but there's mm-hmm. three different events. So we have the Friday oh. night from seven to ten thirty, and then mm-hmm. we have Saturday three to six thirty, and Saturday night seven to ten thirty. Okay, but all three of them are basically the same. The, the, the same. tables are all going to be in the same places and everything. Correct. Yeah. So we're going to have, you know, a DJ. We're going to have 50-50, silent mm-hmm. auction. We're going to have all the tables that you can try the different kinds of beer. Mm-hmm. Plus, we have lots of the local restaurants as well that will be handle- mm-hmm. handing out food samples. Food samples. and Now, the next question I've got, because this is something that won't be available at that point, you can't call Operation Red Nose. Because they don't work in January. Correct. So do you always remind people when they get their tickets and everything, make sure you've got a safe ride home? Because you're going to be sampling a lot of beer. We do, absolutely. (laughs) And we also provide um, through the – oh, gosh. What's it called? We do provide a safe ride home as well through, like, those buses. Mm, Um, But then we definitely say, you know, if you can get dropped off, if you can have a cab, have a safe – a friend that's not drinking to pick Mm -hmm. you up, please do. Okay. Now, in the previous years, how many people have you usually had come out? Like, you say you sell out. How many tickets do you have? Like, has that increased over the years? We're limited by size okay. in the venue, and mm-hmm. then you need to remember that we also have all the people running the event, so that would be usually about three brewers per table, all the volunteers, you know, cleaning everything <laughs> along those lines. So it's about 380 tickets per, or no, that's that's incorrect. There's about 450 tickets per event that get released. Wow. <coughs> so that's like doing some quick math. That's more than 1,300 people mm-hmm. for the three different events. Yeah. Wow. Now, it's they're sold out already, so I can kind of ask this question. I think, mm-hmm. can somebody buy tickets for more than one sitting, shall we say? They can if they're uh-huh. able to, like when tickets go on sale, <laughs> if, they're if they're able to get in and a couple of different times and buy the tickets. And they if they figure can. they're going to be able to stand after the first one, they can. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> um, most people usually only have the opportunity to buy it to one show, though. Yeah. And it's, it's always been the Friday night and Saturday? That's correct, and yeah. Have you always had the three sittings, or was that something else? No, we've always oh. had the three sittings. Okay. And then on top of that, we also have the Qantas Ale Fest cast weekend. Yeah. Now, what, what's that about? You've mentioned it a couple of times. What's that? Are, 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 have you got somebody rolling a cask around downtown <laughs> asking people to take samples? That would be fun, but no, that's no. not quite okay. how it works. <laughs> um, it's a little bit like a pub crawl. So we have most of the downtown restaurants participate in, mm-hmm. and most of the breweries that are coming are bringing a one-off cask beer. So a couple days before this weekend um, starts, we will be releasing a pamphlet that's got a map of the downtown with um, all the restaurants that are participating. You'll get this little map, and you'll go from restaurant to restaurant, and we recommend walking here because it's all downtown, and you're trying lots of beer. And every cask that you try, you'll get a stamp. Now, if you try at least four of those beers, you're going to be entered in for a really great prize. Okay. Now, are all of the groups participating in the ale fest participating in the cask thing as well like is the cidery and the winery in there no it's no. just it's just the ale people it's the ale people and it's not even all the breweries but no. the majority of them i okay. would say yeah now do you know are most of them going to be bringing 
for the cask fest the same brew they bring for the ale fest? No, that's ah, totally different. And again, okay. I wish I had yeah. a brewer here that could talk no. a little bit more in detail no. about it. Okay. But it's a one-off 20-liter cask beer. Um, they're, they're pretty fun because the, yeah. brewery, the brewer gets to have some fun. They get to <laughs> think up something that... They think will taste great, but they mm-hmm. don't necessarily get to try it before. Because once you open a cask, it's only good for about 24 or 48 hours. Wow. So for some of the brewers, then, this is almost a test run for something they may look at doing for next year. Totally. It's creative for them. So I think it's fun and a little bit scary because they're not too sure what they're releasing. No. <laughs> so if you take part in the cask run, yeah. there's a chance that you're going to get a sneak preview of what's going to be at the Elfest next year. Possibly, yeah, yeah, maybe. And the fun thing about the Qantas Alefest cask is you don't need any tickets for that. That's just okay. open to the public. So if you yeah. weren't able to score a ticket for the actual mm-hmm. Alefest, you can make your own little um, tour of yeah. trying these beers with your friends and supporting the downtown restaurants. Now, in the pamphlet, will it have a bit of a description of what beer is at each restaurant? Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So people who are looking for, who are, I'm not going to say beer snobs, but who do have preferences in beers, will be able to say, okay, that, 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 and that, and that's it. Absolutely, yeah. And I think even those, say, beer snobs mm-hmm. might have fun because most of them are their favorite breweries. They're going to be mm-hmm. like, oh, let's see how they got creative this time. Yeah. Let's see what they did. Yeah, let's see what Franz came up with this year. <laughs> totally. <laughs> now, have you guys done this before, the cast thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because due to the limited side of the venue, we tried to create a way that you didn't need tickets and you could go on your own timing as well. Mm -hmm. So it's basically that one is, does that one just run on the Saturday? No. No, that's Friday and And Saturday Saturday as well. So I believe Friday it starts at... Whenever the restaurant's open. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like let's say 2 p.m. Okay. And we'll go Friday and then all day Saturday. Yeah. Now... Do you know at this point, we're still a month and a half away, are any of the restaurants going to be offering breakfast beer? (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'll have to find out. That's a great idea, though. In the past, we have encouraged the restaurants to maybe come up with a special dish for the Mm. Qantas weekend, but that's totally up to them if they want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Our, As the committee, our biggest thing is we just want to help bring people to them. I mean, they're all so wildly popular and they're so great Mm -hmm. on their own, but we just feel it's so important to grow our downtown, get people downtown. Mm -hmm. If you haven't been to one of those restaurants before, please do. They're all wonderful. Yeah. Now we got to talk about something here quickly. I haven't even touched on yet. Kiwanis Ale Fest. What is the Kiwanis Club? A lot of people may not know. That's true. So it's actually the Kiwanis Club that hosts Kiwanis Ale Fest. And Kiwanis mm-hmm. Club is a service club. Um, we raise funds for children charities okay. in Prince George yep. and a room at the Ronald McDonald House in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. And so that's where the funds will be going. So that's the funds right. from the Ale Fest, do they basically stay in Prince George? They do. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good. Yes. And is this one of your biggest events of the year for Kiwanis? It is. It is our biggest event. We usually start planning early August, and Mm -hmm. the event happens at the end of January. So a lot of volunteer hours go into (laughs) this. (laughs) Do you ever have a problem finding enough breweries to take part? (laughs) You know what? I was actually talking to somebody about this, uh, oh gosh, a week ago or so. We're so lucky. Like We've created such a nice event Mm -hmm. that I've had breweries that have been kind of 
you know, on the mm-hmm. edge before. And then they've talked to some of the other breweries and they're like, we're coming. We've been told that this wow. is one of the best festivals to go to. So we're very, very fortunate. Most of the time we give them a call. We're like, hey, you in? They're like, we're so in. We yeah. can't wait to see you guys. So are you having to already start to think, though, about what's the limit for the number of breweries we can have in if we stay where we are? Yes. But then on the flip side, let's say if we move to a bigger venue, yeah. are we going to be able to get enough breweries that are willing to travel in the winter? Because a bigger venue means more tables, right? Yes. So it, there's lots of things. Um, people are constantly asking why we stay in the same venue. Mm-hmm. One, we're super happy to support the Two Rivers Art Gallery. Yeah. Two, it's very important for us to stay downtown. And three, bigger venue comes, you know, mm-hmm. Maybe bigger problems, more tables are needed, more volunteers are needed. And to ask somebody to volunteer for six months mm-hmm. to host an event is it's, it's a pretty big time commitment, right? Yeah. And then the brewery, the brewers, the breweries even committing their people to work for the Friday night and the Saturday. Correct. It's a little bit unusual. And as everybody knows, after the pandemic here, there is a little bit of shortage of workers. Yes. So especially now more than ever, these breweries willing to come up and do this. It's pretty amazing because they're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, they're short staff as it is. Yeah. Okay. Jamie Cunningham with the Kiwanis Ale Fest, January 27th, 28th. Don't bother looking for tickets to the Ale Fest, people. There aren't any. But you do have the Keg Fest. Now, how can people get more information about the Keg Fest, which is on the same days? You, well, Back to the point just quickly yeah. if with the tickets being sold out, yeah. if you do find tickets that somebody is reselling, we do recommend reaching out to us and making sure that that okay. person actually has tickets because there are lots of bots and fake accounts out. Yeah. Um, but for more information, go to our website. It's www.quanisalefest.ca. Boy, that's a tough one to remember. <laughs> Alefest.ca. Okay, Jamie, thank you very much for coming in, talking to us about Alefest, and thank goodness it's back. Thank you so much for having me, and honestly, we are so excited. I can imagine. Okay, we are going to take a quick break and be back with more after nine. Tune in on Sunday mornings at 8.30 for our Let the Bible Speak radio broadcast. This is Pastor Andrew Simpson, and each week on our program, we will hear Christ Jesus being preached gospel hymns being sung, and encouraging news from our churches in British Columbia. Our goal at Let the Bible Speak is to preach Christ in all his fullness, to man in all his need. So tune in on Sunday mornings at 8.30 for Let the Bible Speak only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Copar Administration is celebrating 25 years of providing quality employment services to communities in B.C. and Alberta. Whether you are looking for a job or looking to hire, the key is finding the right fit. The friendly team at Copar can help with hiring events, resume, cover letter and interview assistance, wage subsidies, training, new hire supports, and more. The best part is all of Copar's employment services are free. Find the right fit today. Contact Copar Administration at coparadmin.ca. People for jobs, jobs for people. Cellist Henry Schaffer joins your Prince George Symphony Orchestra for a main stage concert Saturday, May 27th at Vanier Hall. Hired as the youngest principal cellist of a major North American orchestra by the Vancouver Symphony, Schaffer's performance will feature the Lalo Cello Concerto. Tickets for this and other PGSO main stage concerts are available at the symphony office and online through pgso.com. Guest cellist Henry Schaffer and your Prince George Symphony Orchestra 
Orchestra, Saturday, May 27th at Vanier Hall. Forecast from Environment Canada. Periods of snow ending this morning, then mainly cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries. Wind at 15K. Snow beginning this afternoon with a wind chill to minus 15. Temperature steady near minus 11. Tonight, snow at times heavy. Wind continuing. Temperature rising to minus 6. For Wednesday, periods of snow ending near noon, then cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries. Wind from the south at 30, gusting to 50 in the morning, a high of minus 5. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. And another event coming up at the end of January in Prince George, which, well, it didn't really miss a year as far as I remember, but Catherine Benny, the Assistant Executive Director of Cold Snap Music Festival, can maybe set me straight on that. You guys never actually sat out a year, did you? So sorry, Al. Can you repeat that, please? Sorry, you guys never actually missed a year with Cold Snap, did you? You no, had to adopt it, no, but we you never haven't. missed it. Uh, there's been a Cold Snap in Prince George. You might vary on exactly what time of year, <laughs> but we've had a Cold Snap at the Winter Music Festival in Prince George every year since 2008. Now, the nice thing about this year, though, fully live. Exactly. We are so excited to be back in venues with full-capacity audiences so that everyone can just come together and really enjoy live music in our wonderful lineup. Yeah, because for the last two years, as I recall, I think it was, what, two years ago, it was all virtual, and then last year was sort of the hybrid, wasn't it? There were some live events and some virtual, yeah. But this year, all back, did you have... Did you have any trouble finding performers this year, or was everybody so happy to get back out on the road that they were saying, pick me, pick me, pick me? I think, you know what, that is certainly not my area of expertise, but my understanding from our artistic team is that, yes, we had no problem tracking (laughs) down artists that were excited to be a part of our festival and are excited to come to Prince George, many of them coming for the first time. Did anybody explain to them what Prince George at the end of January can be like? (laughs) <laughs> I think a lot of artists had to be reassured, don't worry, all the venues are inside. Oh, good. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think everyone should be just fine, and they don't have to walk anywhere. We'll make sure they get around nice and cozy. Yeah, now, again, because this seems to be one of the focuses of Cold Snap as well, almost all the artists are brand new, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So um, our um, executive and artistic director, Sue Judge, she really has a knack for and um, a talent for, like, finding these artists that are all fantastic. They're all, like, they're all touring, they're all professional, but at the same time, like, maybe they're going to win a Juno next year, Mm -hmm. or they're (laughs) about, like, she just has this really great knack for it, and um, I'm really excited about the lineup that we have coming to town this year. Yeah, and again, as I recall, this is something you started a few years ago. Each night has sort of a special theme. Yes, exactly. So I can actually, I've got my list in front of us. What a coincidence. We have a a few different nights every week. Yes. Um, So we'll start off um, January 27th with our Cold Snap Crake. So that's our Ah. Celtic night. Oh, okay. And that's very popular for folks. Mm -hmm. I think people will be excited to hear that. Then Saturday, January 28th, we'll be Rock the Ballroom. So we'll have some since pop and alt rock at the Ramada, and that'll be so much fun. Um, Sunday, January 29th, we have Cold Snap for Kids. 
which I think is clear and simple for folks. So we have the Oot Newts coming from Kelowna. That's an all-ages rock show that Sunday afternoon. And then Sunday evening at the Playhouse, we have Glorious Sunday, which are these, um, it's, they're both folk duos. So we have Burn Stick from Toronto and the Small Glories from Winnipeg. Uh, then on Monday, January 30th, we have Embrace the Winter Blues. Mm-hmm. And then January 31st and February 1st are our local nights. We're just about to finalize those lists of which Northern BC performers will be joining us. But January 31st, right. Tuesday, will be Rock the Legion, which, guess what, mm-hmm. will be at the Legion. And on February 1st, we have Acoustic Groove. Again, our local yeah. night. And then getting towards the end, February 2nd, we have Sensational Singers, which is a theme we've used before. Uh, then Friday the 3rd, kickoff to Festival Diver, which we're uh, calling Franco yeah. Fun yeah. 2023, where we're uh, partnered with the Circle de Canadian Francais of Prince George. And to finish it all off, we'll be at the Civic Center uh, with Delhi to Dublin and Kaylee Jade from Edmonton. Um, we will call this night Going Platinum, Prince George Folk Fest Society's 20th birthday bash, ah. which is a mouthful, but we want to celebrate the fact that while Cold Snap has only been around since 2008, the nonprofit that, um, that puts on our festivals has been around in Prince George since 2003. So that is 20 years yeah. of bringing live music to Prince George. Wow. And now Dublin to Delhi. That is a group that's been here before for Cold Snap, I think, isn't it? Yes, they have, and they've agreed to come back to help us celebrate our birthdays. So for those that aren't familiar, I would definitely recommend mm. looking them up online. Yes. They fuse together bangra, electronics, funk, reggae, hip-hop, and Celtic all into one awesome dance party. And they're from Vancouver, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a little bit of a BC moment for us. Yeah. And now you were going through the list, and I was thinking, okay, some of these I recognize from previous cold snaps in terms of the themes. seems like you've usually got a blues night. You've almost always got a Celtic night. And, of course, the Franco Fun Festival you always, uh, you always work with as well. Mm-hmm, exactly. So we try to keep some things the same, but mixing in different oh, artists because yeah. we'll have maybe a different uh, different energy at Sensational Singers this year than we've had in the past. So this year we have um, Irish Mizen joining us from the East Coast, but as well we have the artist Ayasanabe, uh, who is he, like his... I would recommend looking him up. His voice is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing him more on CBC lately as well. Okay. Now, are all the artists this year Canadian? Oh, you know, we've got one exception. Everyone Uh-oh. is Canadian except Lloyd Spiegel, who is joining us for Embrace the Winter Blues. And he is mm-hmm. actually from the Melbourne area in Australia. Okay, so we didn't just go south of the border. We went way south of the border. Yeah, we, we kept going, right? But um, he's uh, he's toured with uh, the other artist that night is Susie Vinnick. She's Canadian, mm, and yeah. they've toured together before. So um, they they know each other. They may, like I'm not going to promise anything, but maybe they'll perform together even. But it's no. two separate. Yeah, but they'll uh, they'll be at the Playhouse embracing the winter blues. Mm. Hopefully it won't be too wintry outside at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Well, for the 
poor Australian, right? Oh. But no, we're definitely inside. I think I've seen a few comments on his Instagram saying, oh, I hope you're inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to play outdoors that day. Uh, yeah, just yeah, for you. We're gonna, just oh, for yeah, you. you know what? We're at, no, yeah. don't don't even joke about it, <laughs> no, sir. We I'm, are. Yeah. All of these venues are indoors. So for if anyone who's feeling a little bit like, oh, I don't know, a winter music festival, yeah. I get cold really fast. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. These are all indoor venues. Okay, Catherine, we're going to take a quick break, come back to talk some more about Cold Snap Music after 9. The Heart Pioneer Centre is open for lunch, dine-in or take-out. Take-out orders must be ordered 24 hours in advance, while those wishing to dine-in are also asked to call a day ahead. Call the centre to RSVP or order at 250-962-6712 between 9 and 1. Cost is just $10 and includes super salad. The monthly menu schedule is available through the centre. Note that the Heart Pioneer Centre will be closed December 22nd to 27th for Christmas and on the 30th to prepare for New Year's Eve. Life Before the Pulp Mills from your Council of Seniors is a unique look at the early years of Prince George. The Goat Island Swimming Hole and Pier, the Old Army Hospital, and making do during World War II, it's a look back using the words of past Prince George residents such as the Peckhams, Ollingers, Kirsten, and others. Our city in the 40s, 50s, and early 60s comes alive for just $20. Life Before the Pulp Mills, available from your Prince George Council of Seniors office at 7th and Victoria. Balance is not a passive resting place. It takes work, balancing the giving and the taking, the raking out and the putting in. I'm Jonah from Books and Company, and that was a quote from Robin Wall Kimmerer's Braiding Sweetgrass, Indigenous Wisdom, Scientific Knowledge, and the Teachings of Plants. It's been in our top 30 bestseller rack for literally years now. This one is definitely worth the read for us here in Northern BC, folks. Come check out our in-store at 1685 3rd Avenue. You can call us at 563-6637 or find it online at booksandcompany.ca. Save the dates. The BC Natural Resources Forum is returning to Prince George for an in-person event January 17th to 19th at the Civic Centre. The BC Natural Resources Forum offers a positive, non-partisan arena to discuss and learn firsthand the latest news, trends and opportunities linked to the resources sector in BC and across Canada. Registration and full details are available at bcnaturalresourcesforum.com. The 20th anniversary BC Natural Resources Forum, January 17th to 19th at the Civic Center. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Catherine, with the cold snap, you were mentioning there were a couple of evenings that are dedicated to local performers, and a few years ago, they were really desperate, and they asked me to MC one of those nights, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm glad you had a good time. Well, I did. And again, I knew some of the groups already because they were local groups. I'd had a couple of them on my shows at different times because they had other concerts. So I knew a little bit about them, but a couple of them I I knew nothing about. And after the show, they were still willing to talk to me. So I figured, okay, things went well. Awesome. Yes, we're really excited to again be presenting these Northern BC nights. We're going to have two nights for double the fun. Um, So I unfortunately, we don't have that list exactly done yet. We were holding applications open Uh for artists to reach out to us um, until this past Friday. So I'm hoping sometime this week or next week we'll be able to share the good news about who we will be featuring on those nights. But yeah, it's all about... 
being able to feature um, some names that locals are familiar mm-hmm. with, but also those that maybe they haven't seen perform live before. Maybe they're from further out of town, but still northern BC. Um, but yeah, we're really looking forward to being able to. Um, just hear great music from mm-hmm. great talent from our own backyard. And now on all the all the other cold snap nights, it's basically two performers each night. But with the local nights, as I recall, it's usually what three or four. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then those nights are also slightly different in that they are pay what you can at the mm, door. Yeah. They are not those ticketed events. Whereas everything right. else, uh, you can go to coldsnapfestival.com dot com and purchase your tickets. Right now, they'd even make a good uh, good holiday gift. I think <laughs> she's just so, just sort of hinting. Mm. And one of the other things I've always liked about Cold Snap is the artists don't just show up, play their set that evening, and that's it. Almost all of them have something else they do while they're here, whether it's you know putting on a secondary little concert somewhere, or maybe doing a songwriting workshop. Is that still taking place this year? That is certainly still the plan. Uh, We Mm want to still have our ice jams and workshops. Those have been Mm -hmm. so incredibly popular. Again, those are not ticketed events. Those are... but you can you can come out to these events, and um, but right now we don't have our schedule set. But no. for many of our artists, we have them staying here for a couple days so that we're able to facilitate that. And then once all of those details are finalized, as we get um, hopefully before the new year, but even just in those that first week of January, pay attention to our social mm-hmm. media, mm-hmm. our website. But as well, we'll have posters about our workshops as well. Um, but yet the folks get to interact with musicians that they'll be able to see play on stage in this like professional capacity. But then you get that more intimate, um, cool educational experience as well. Because I know in the past I've interviewed a few artists who were coming to Cold Snap and a couple of them said one that was one of the things they really liked was the, the fact that they weren't just coming to play and then leaving again, but they were getting a chance to interact with the community. Yes, I think it makes a big difference. It adds personal touch, not only for audiences, not only for us as like board mm-hmm. and staff and volunteers, but also for the musicians. And it's also just a great way to spread the word about your music and in a very accessible way, because not everybody likes going out at night. Not everybody mm-hmm. feels comfortable in a concert setting, but they still enjoy music. And we recognize that. And that's why we think that these workshops and these ice jams are so, um, are so important for our festival and it's nice to hear you say that as well now i know going through the list of the evenings i know the one with sensational singers i'm trying to remember was there a night that was sort of more for songwriters? uh yes so if okay. you go to sensational singers okay. so those two names that i had mentioned yeah. irish mythen from charlatan and ayashinabe from ontario they are both incredible singer songwriters okay. so this is going to be just total powerhouse night at the playhouse i'm like well i'm mm. planning on being there and i'm planning on probably crying i think it's going to okay. be fantastic because again i know a few years ago um there was like a songwriters evening where both mm-hmm. the people again were singer songwriters and the event that they put on i think it was the following afternoon somewhere again was the two of them doing a session on songwriting and they were mm-hmm. kind of playing off each other as much as anything well, that's not the way yeah. that I do it. Here's what I do. Oh, okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, 
right? So we're definitely, please keep an eye out on our website and mm-hmm. social medias as we get closer because we will certainly be sharing information about those workshops. Uh, but yet, as of right now, we just still have to, like, you know, cross some T's, dot some I's, make mm-hmm. sure that folks are available uh, before we can really do that big push to say, hey, you should come to this one, this one, this one, this one. But I think yeah. um, it's come certainly something that's going to be really cool and it's something that's really important to us. <laughs> And I guess something else that has to be stressed with Cold Snap is when you're buying your tickets online or whatever for a specific night, make sure you know where that show is because you guys don't just stay in one place. No doubt, right? Because we are going to be at a variety of venues, but they're all all going to be familiar to Prince mm-hmm. George audiences. Um, some are kind of are newer for us for this year that we haven't been to recently. We'll be, of course, at the Ramada Ballroom for those first two nights yep. of the festival, January 27th, 28th. Um, folks are familiar with those. Then we'll be at the Prince George Playhouse for several of our events on the 29th and the 30th. That's that Cold Snap for Kids, our Blues Night, our Folk Night. And then we'll be at the Legion Mm -hmm. for our two two local nights. Back to the Playhouse (laughs) for Sensational Singers. And then we will be at the Prince George Civic Center for our Francophone Night and for our Birthday Bash. That's on February 3rd and 4th. And I think that is going to be so cool. We're so excited to be in the Civic Center, just this larger venue where we can have a larger audience and just more space to dance. I think that's yeah. going to be really cool. Well, isn't it also kind of cool being able to say a space to dance after the last couple of years? Oh, right. <laughs> I think there is certainly, and I mean, you never know what's going to happen. So we're going to say knock on wood, but I am really hoping we're going to be able to have this large dance party. I think folks are really hungry for it, Mm -hmm. you know? I think they like being around people. They like to be able to move to the music without being afraid. Like, oh, I have to stay in my chair and I have to be very mindful of how I'm moving my body. No, we really want folks to be able to enjoy themselves in whatever way that means for them. Now, one thing that just occurred to me is a bit of a change from previous years as well is two years ago for sure and even last year because I think last year some of the shows were live but I think everything was live streamed as well right? Yes and then yes so for this year we are not intending on having the live stream component we want to have um, that fully live so that our professor production team can just focus on having really great sound and visuals mm-hmm. for our in-person audience. Um, I know that the, the live stream was certainly appreciated by mm-hmm. a lot of folks, um, so maybe they won't be super thrilled to hear that, mm-hmm. but we are really thrilled to see everyone in our live audience, and if anyone um, is able to attend our workshops during the day, perhaps if, if they're more comfortable with that. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, so we'll be fully live this year for our Cold Snap 2023 festival, and we're just so pumped. Now, the one thing that means, though, by my calculations, is you're limited to how many tickets you can sell for each uh, evening. I'm so sorry, I missed that. But so you're, you're kind of limited now as to how many tickets you can sell for each evening, because before <laughs> you could go live stream and you could have 5 million people. It's so true. That's an excellent point. But I think, um, but with the other limitation we had during the pandemic was that we could only sell a certain number of tickets as well, right? Because you could only have a certain level of capacity in our venues. But with this 
festival will be back to full capacity, which is really great for us, but also really great for musicians to be able to play for a live audience. I think that's also been missing not only for audiences, but also for musicians. So Mm -hmm. this is a really cool opportunity for them, too. Okay. Catherine Benny, Cold Snap Music Festival. Again, what are the dates and where can people get all the information they're going to need? You bet. So with anyone looking for information or tickets can go to coldsnapfestival.com. Our festival runs from January 27th to February 4th, and we have something going on every night. If you go to coldsnapfestival.com, you'll see our schedule as well as where to buy tickets on our website. Um, and if you're feeling a little lost, you forget what our website was called. Find us on Facebook or mm-hmm. Instagram, and you'll be able to make your way to our website as well. Okay, Catherine Benny, thank you very much. I'm sure we'll be talking more cold snap as we get closer. Okay. Have a good time. Keep planning. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Take another quick break and be back with more after nine. The Studio 2080 Artisan Gift Shop and Gallery has expanded its hours for the holiday season. Through December 22nd, the Gift Shop and Gallery is open from 11 to 5 Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 11 to 8 on Thursdays, and Saturdays from 10 to 4. Extra hours to help you find that perfect locally handcrafted something for that someone special. Expanded Gift Shop and Gallery hours through December 22nd at Studio 2880 on 15th Avenue. Prince George RCMP are seeking the public's assistance in their investigation of a shooting on Monday, November 14th. At about 5.15 p.m., RCMP responded to a call of a possible shooting at the foot of the Blue Staircase at Connaught Hill Park. They attended and found a man in his 20s suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to hospital where he later died. Anyone with information on this event is asked to call the RCMP at 250-561-3300. With three high-profile events coming to Prince George the next two years, Caledonia Nordic Ski Club is busy recruiting volunteers. The 2023 Nordic Canada Selection Trials and Nordic Cup is January 18th to 21st, with 150 to 200 volunteers needed to run this national event. Volunteers for various positions both on and off the field of play are available. To help out, contact Volunteer Coordinator Vonda Hofford by emailing volunteer underscore competitions at caledonianordic.com. Forecast from Environment Canada. Periods of snow ending this morning, then mainly cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries. Wind at 15K. Snow beginning this afternoon with a wind chill to minus 15. Temperature steady near minus 11. Tonight, snow at times heavy. Wind continuing. Temperature rising to minus 6. For Wednesday, periods of snow ending near noon, then cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries. Wind from the south at 30, gusting to 50 in the morning, a high of minus 5. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And we are back, and we're just going to be chit-chatting from here. I had hoped to have somebody from Operation Red Nose on to talk about the first couple of weeks and how they still need more volunteers. But it turned out they had a media event happening this morning at 9 o'clock. Yes, for uh, how to get us, make sure you have a safe ride home. So you know, it was. They usually have they have these every year. It's Operation Red Nose. It's usually somebody from one of the cab companies, uh, a couple of the other places that offer safe rides home. They all get together and they just say, "Hey, you've got choices." But they went and scheduled it right in the middle of my show. The nerve of them. Anyways, now some news we did get, and this ties back into an interview. 
Um, on the After 9 show, I don't think it was last Wednesday. I think it was the Wednesday before that um, with Anna Russell oh, from yeah. Theatre Northwest, who is the artistic associate over there, sort of responsible, if you will, for always Patsy Cline. And here's a major surprise. This has never happened before at Theatre Northwest. And yes, I'm speaking with my tongue firmly, firmly in my cheek at this point. <laughs> the run is being extended. Always Patsy Klein will continue now until December the 21st. So if you were thinking about it, to me, that would qualify as an early Christmas present if you wanted to buy the tickets for somebody. Well, according to the reviews, apparently it went yes, gone well. Yeah. Yeah. And again, uh, their musical shows, like their shows do really well all the time, but their musical shows seem to really Prince George seems to really like the musical shows well they're the toughest ones to put on yes but I think a lot of it is you recognize the music as well because mm-hmm. they're never they're, it's never going to be a show from somebody where these are songs you've never heard before because this is a show from the future no it's always from the past you recognize the songs a lot of them you hear on our station well, being a Patsy Klein fan. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Have you been yet? No. Okay. Uh, what else have we got coming up? Oh, a couple of things coming up on Wednesday, actually. One in the afternoon. Uh, the Golden Age Socials are back underway again, presented by the Council of Seniors, basically. And uh, they are at the uh, Civic Center from 2 until 4 on Wednesdays. Uh, they are free. They're drop-in. There's some entertainment, some food, a chance to just meet old friends, meet new friends. And I know that a fair number of the seniors' homes usually have buses that they have that they come over. Because I've been to a couple of them with my mom. And you would walk in and you would say, oh, we can sit over. No, that's reserved for so-and-so. Okay, what about over? No, that's reserved for that group. (laughs) So... But there are always tables available for Mom and I to sit down, which is nice. The other thing that's happening tomorrow evening, over at the Amanika Arts Center, which is 369 Victoria Street, they're having a sip and shop night market. Now, the first time that I tried to say that for a public service announcement, it took me three or four tries. It's not that hard, but there's something about it. What it is, it's an all-ages licensed event. It's free entry, but they do accept donations at the door. You, there's some artisan booths that are going to be there, so that's the shop part. And they also have food and snacks by Baller Food. <coughs> so you've got the chance to have some snacks. Obviously, there's the, the, the uh, leaflet they dropped off, or the page they dropped off shows what definitely looks like grapes in the middle of it. So I'm assuming that yeah. that's the sip part comes in. And there is, you've also got the chance, by donation again, a free do-it-yourself ornament-making area. So if you want to make an ornament for your Christmas tree this year, mm-hmm. there's the chance to do it. Oh, and here's the thing that will really attract people, besides the fact that you've got food and snacks, there's a gift basket draw. So this is something new from Omnica Arts Center. I don't think they've had one of these before. But... Um, yeah, they hold a lot of different events, and again, that's on Wednesday. Actually, runs from four until nine. 
So you, if you're getting off work a little bit early on Wednesday, you can pop over there then, or you go home, have a bite to eat, and come back in the evening and see what's there at the artisan booths and everything. Um, Prince George Senior Activity Center, this may seem a little bit early, but they are having their Christmas dinner this Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, December the 10th. They just said December the 10th, and so I had to quickly figure out where, what that was. And uh, it's a turkey and ham dinner with all the trimmings, uh, dinner, prizes, and surprises. I mean, I guess that means they've got a night coming in because that would be the surprise. Never mind. Um, <laughs> you have to purchase your tickets by today. No tickets at the door. Tickets are available Monday to Friday, 9 to 3. So they already are open. You can purchase tickets today at the center at 425 Brunswick Street. And again, the doors open for the dinner at 530. Tickets are $25 each, which is not bad for a full turkey and uh, ham dinner with all the trimmings. Children eight and under are $10 each. So, uh, yeah, if you'd like a bit of an early Christmas dinner, <coughs> head over to the Prince George Senior Activity Center at 425 Brunswick Street. Pick up your tickets now. And then on Saturday, don't eat a lot during the day. Make sure you got a good appetite when the dinner comes up at uh, 530 or at 5. The dinner's at 530. Okay, we are going to take another quick break and be back with more after 9. The snow is upon us, and it's time to keep busy. Winter programs and classes are here, and there's something for all ages and interests, maybe even a few holiday gift ideas. Check out programs and classes available for children and families, youth and adults. There's a wide variety of options available for everyone's creative expression. Full details are available online at tworiversgallery.ca and at Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in Canada Games Plaza. The North Central Seniors Association has regular weekly activities in the basement of the College Heights Baptist Church, featuring yoga, photo club, and cards on Mondays, and Tai Chi and Pool on Wednesday. They also host a monthly breakfast club, a weekly coffee social, and special events each Friday. The association will hold their annual Christmas dinner on the 15th, and then be closed from the 16th until the New Year. Full details are available on their website, ncsapg.bravehost2.com. The City of Prince George advises of the following traffic disruptions. The intersection of Winnipeg and Kearney has lane closures through December 12th for BC Hydro Connections. The sidewalk on Quebec between 6th and 7th is closed until further notice. And the southbound Simon Fraser Bridge is closed until next September to complete rehabilitation work with the northbound Simon Fraser Bridge reduced to single-lane two-way traffic. Full details are available at princegeorge.ca. Local singer-songwriters Amy Blanding, Rochelle Van Zanten, and Kim Gucci share the stage with your Prince George Symphony Orchestra Saturday, April 15th at Vanier Hall. The PG Symphony Sessions is a celebration of local music with the original songs featuring new orchestral arrangements by Simon Cole. Tickets are available at the Symphony Office and through pgso.com. The PG Symphony Sessions with Rochelle Van Zanten, Kim Gucci, and Amy Blanding joining your Prince George Symphony Orchestra Saturday, April 15th at Vanier Hall. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. We are back, and we I am now in the presence of greatness. Reg has joined us at the table. Settle down. Yes, sir. I uh, want to quickly mention 
Uh, as I said at the beginning of that last section, I'd hope to have Operation Red Nose on today, but they've got that media event going on. Uh, just quickly remind people. They held it at 9 o'clock so Alan couldn't attend. Yes, and so they couldn't attend the show. I mean, that was what really upset me. Well, you know. But just to remind people, they operate Friday and Saturday evenings from 9 until 2. Uh, they'll be on this weekend and next weekend. Skip the Christmas weekend for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. and then they're on New Year's Eve. The number is 250-962-7433. Now, when you say skip the Christmas weekend, even the 23rd? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, and if you would like more information or you would like to volunteer, because they're always looking for volunteers, of course, especially for New Year's Eve, ornpg.ca is the website. Now, you're volunteering as usual? I am hoping to. I have not received anything back yet. Oh, I'm thinking okay. I'm just going to volunteer New Year's Eve, though. That's what I've done the last okay. little while. I was just there you do go. it New Year's All Eve. Right. So everyone is forewarned. Yes. That Alan's going to be out there. Probably. probably well, he not. usually uh, is in the office, right? I'm usually up on the phones or... Oh, you're a phone yeah. boy. Okay. Yes. So... Uh, Another big thing coming up is our annual Christmas Eve Day open house. Oh, right. And since it is on a Saturday, we're doing it in conjunction with the Saturday Community Market. Okay. So uh, a lot of the vendors are quite excited to have uh, items available, those last-minute shopping items Mm -hmm. available Mm -hmm. for people that come in for the open house. And we're also trying to line up uh, some artists to perform live out in the... uh, in the event space area, so that'll be part of that as well. Good. So that'll be the 24th from 9 till 2. Oh, okay. We will be live uh, with our open house. A little bit shorter than we normally yeah. do, but um, that coincides with, with their open yes. hours in so, the market, so yeah. works out nicely. Yes. Also works out nicely for us because I think at two o'clock on the Saturday is when we've got uh, the special programming starts. Yeah. So. Well, I, I'm not sure if uh, we usually have Folk Roots Radio yep. and Balmoral Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not, whether or not they air on that uh, those di- that day, it will depend on if they have a, a an all Christmas show done, yep. which I think those two programs usually do. Yeah. So we'll because uh, once we're off the air, it'll be 100 percent. Uh, well, it'll be 100% Christmas music from uh, 9 o'clock on that morning. Yeah. And uh, once 6 o'clock hits, it'll be 100% Christmas music with uh, with no uh, announcements other than weathers and mm-hmm. uh, identifications. Uh, yeah. So there you go. And that goes right through until Boxing Day morning. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Way to go, Reg. Well. Well. Well, you put a lot of time into that. I, I put a lot of time into a lot of things yes. around here. Uh, getting some help uh, from well, we appreciate some you. of our volunteers. Uh, um, Wayne Hughes is going to help out uh, organizing the music, oh. uh, okay. the musicians, yeah. and and helping with that end of things. So, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, you know, for the local musicians, even that time of day on New Year's Eve isn't that bad because even if they go to show that evening. They wrap up here at two o'clock at the latest, and yeah. they're gone. So yeah, well, the uh, no one's having a show that evening. Well, you never know. The twenty fourth of December, nobody's performing unless they're uh, getting the guitar out during a, <laughs> a friendly gathering yeah. with friends or family or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're only asking uh, musicians to come in for 
uh, a half hour oh. here. Yeah. We'll schedule them in half hour time slots and basically 20 minutes of playing and then yeah. Yeah. 10 minutes to change over to the next artist. Yeah. Uh, so, and yeah. we'll have it rigged up so that we'll be able to uh, carry uh, their live performance wow. when they're doing, say, a Christmas song uh, during our broadcast. Okay. Wow. That's that's the game plan anyway. We're getting technical here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, now, are we still having the thing? I know in previous years we've said if you'd like to come in and just send out a Christmas greeting over oh, the for air sure. to people. Well, yeah, okay. that's that's the whole idea. Okay. The open so, house, yeah. 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 We'll have a few snacks here and mm-hmm. invite everyone down and yeah. share some Christmas stories. Yeah, a few snacks here. Get to them before the volunteers do. Because there won't be any left after that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't see a specific volunteer who I was talking about, Reg. No, I I just, I thought I heard heard someone come in the door. Ah, I think uh, there was somebody, but it's somebody who's actually here and is allowed to be here. Oh, okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Yes, it is. Trust me on this one. I recognize some of the people who are here too, Reg. Mm -hmm. So what else do you have on your list? Or are you done with your... Pretty... Close. Uh, I'm just thinking about next next Tuesday. I do have my show already set, barring unforeseen circumstances, as they say. And I have actually, there might be a little bit of Christmas involved here. Um, I've got um, Dr. Jeff Payne from up at UNBC. They've just announced their strategic planning initiative. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Staveley scheduled to be here. He's got a new single coming out. And Catherine Carlson from the Railway and Forestry Museum is going to be coming in to talk about the celebration of lights, which is going to be out there. And as she said in their nice little uh, info thing they sent out, they are very happy with the fact that this year people will actually be able to walk through the park again yes. to enjoy the lights. Yeah. The last couple of years you had to drive, drive and mm-hmm. it was very much a scheduled thing. They had a volunteer who said, okay, you can go now. Wait, okay, you can go now. Mm-hmm. Make sure there was room between the vehicles. So, yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. And uh, they'll have their uh, goodies. I, I will have to check with Catherine when she's here next when, next Tuesday uh, because I know they usually have like a, um, a marshmallow roast. Yeah, yeah, the back. that'll be so fun. That'll be Haven't fun seen day. anything on that yet. No. But uh, another thing coming up next Wednesday, uh, okay. this is for planning for the new year, uh, Pivot Leader Inc., one of mm. our sponsors, is holding a, uh, a planning session for business people, a seminar. It's a four-hour <clears throat> uh, deal that they're doing at the Golf and Curling Club. It includes lunch. Uh, and you can find out all the details through their website, pivotleader.com for business leaders. It's their annual event. Yeah. yeah business owners that want mm-hmm. to, uh, plan ahead for 2023 to sort of map out, uh, how to, how to improve and, and, uh, move forward as a, a business or a, yeah. a business entity in Prince George. I am just thinking though, business leader waiting until the middle of December to start planning for 2023. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. Depends on what industry you're in, I guess. Yes. But there you go. Okay. I think that uh, about does it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Wishart about to sign off. I will be back next Tuesday, but tune in tomorrow. Kylie Lewis Holt in After 9. After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFISFM. 
After Nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair, with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. This is 93.1 CFISFM Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like the BC Association of Community Response Networks, stopping adult abuse and neglect together.